coming to you from Fort Worth, where the women's basketball team was able to prevail despite getting a test. We figured they would against Memphis in the quarterfinals last night. 63-53, the Bulls win. Full highlights coming your way. You'll also get a little bit of a preview of tonight's opponent. The Houston Cougars can't say I'm stunned that Houston beat Tulane last night. We'll give you some of those details. Remember, at the end of the hour, at about 5 till five-minute version of the conference show around the American. We'll tell you how the other semifinal came to be between UCF and SMU. We'll also tell you what's been going on in the other sports since the Monday show, including a lot of baseball. Unfortunately, the baseball team for the Bulls got beat last night in what is sometimes a, you got to expect it, midweek score. We told you that Boston College had scored a lot of runs. They didn't always win when they scored a lot of runs, but they put up 18 against the Bulls last night. Ryan Urquhart had the call. We'll give you some of the Bulls highlights. There were some notable ones, but just not enough pitching, obviously. They'll try and get back even with BC today at 2. We will present that game as a simulcast, so you'll hear the Jim Lauk call, basically, on ESPN+. We'll also give you a little preview of today's softball doubleheader. We won't have any coverage of that for you on USF Bulls Unlimited, but of course we'll recap it for you on tomorrow's show as the Bulls look to keep things going. In our second block, get ready to hear some great stuff from golf, especially on the women's side as both teams wrapped up 54-hole events on Tuesday. Melanie Green, the individual champion, will tell you all about that, as I say. But we'll start off, yes, we'll get to women's basketball here in a second, but great news when it comes to the development and the future of an on-campus football stadium. First of all, an official site recommendation. The shovel's not going in the ground tomorrow or anything like that, but it is going to be the intramural fields that are right now just north of the existing football practice fields. It is going to be awesome. It's going to be right there. It's going to be the USF Athletics District, as Michael Kelly said in an article on usf.edu. Our football program was literally born on those fields a quarter century ago. They served as our primary practice and development area for over a decade. To have the stadium reside in an area that possesses that history and is also within our current athletics footprint, adjacent to many other athletic facilities and parking, is a tremendous opportunity to build on our tradition in a very smart way. You may or may not know that the football complex that the Bulls practice on is called the Morsani Complex. Well, Frank and Carol Morsani have made a major donation to get things going as far as construction of an on-campus stadium. A $5 million gift announced yesterday. It's a great article on usf.edu. But even though, of course, there's a lot more money that has to be raised, the USF Board of Trustees meeting the co-chairs of the USF committee said the list of five possible stadium sites is now down to one. And again, it's right there north of the football complex. Plenty of room there. I've played kickball, some serious kickball, by the way, like the entire athletic department was taking part in that tournament. And I can tell you, plenty of room for a football field and actually decent amount of room for parking. That was a major concern Parking, I think, will be the story in general, but the good news is it's going to be on campus. And as head coach Jeff Scott himself wearing a hard hat up on one of those cherry pickers with B.J. Daniels conducting the interview points out, yeah, you're going to have students that don't have to park. They can just walk right down USF Holly and go to the games. That's the beauty of it. Now, you definitely have to check out that video. It was put together by folks at USF Football. Not sure the cameraman who was charged with being, you know, 100 feet up in the air was, but they did a great job. And you actually get to see the visual from high up of the 
future location of the on-campus stadium, and you could just tell Jeff Scott could not wait to talk about it. So it means a lot. And go to the USF Football Twitter page. They posted that on Tuesday night. And what else was happening on Tuesday night? We knew it wouldn't be easy. Hasn't been easy all year, but the Bulls, in the end, do pull it out. They were twice behind in this game, and you could hear the concern in the broadcaster's voice. By seven points in the first half, by six points in the second half, but they get the win. Several of the Bulls starters basically took turns in having big impacts on the game. First, it was Elisa Pinzon. Then to start the second half, it was Sidney Harvey. And then, oh yeah, it was the Elena Chinecki show. Dulcie Fankamengiati was going up against her former team, uh, Memphis, and the Bulls tried to establish her early. Memphis has some pretty tough players inside, and Dulcie just never got it going in this game. So that's the good news. The Bulls were able to win with the player you figured would go off, scoring just two points on one of six shooting in this contest. But as I said, others would come through. The first period, we'll just tell you what happened, no highlights of it. As it went back and forth, Memphis ends up outscoring the Bulls 12-10 to in it. USF had an 8-4 to lead, but then went scoreless until Elena Chinecki was fouled trying a three-point shot with two-tenths of a second left, so they did not score a basket in the last five and a half minutes. Memphis was able to put together that 8 nothing run and take the lead. We said during the broadcast how the Memphis first-round game against East Carolina was just this game of runs, and it kind of continued in that same vein. The Tigers would extend their lead to 17-10, to but finally, Elisa Pinzon sparked a Bulls 9-0 run herself. Here are your second-quarter highlights. Tough catch by Benunga, wide open for Pinzon. That looked better than it is. That was right in my line of sight. First make for the Bulls. Pinzon breaks the 0-6 for drought, and it's 17-13. to Lincoln Mingiadu checks out of the game, but she's only on one foul. Chenecki and Benunga are out there with two fouls. And they're at the top of this defensive alignment for the Bulls. And they are having to, again, cut through a bunch of screens. That's a spin move by Stovall. No good, but a tough chance for a rebound grab by Pinzon. Bulls want to run. Harvey wants to post up, but Pinzon's feeling it, and she drains it. Elisa Pinzon with two back-to-back jump shots. That was a, about a 15-footer, and that was necessary. 17-15. to 15. Memphis has seen that seven-point lead quickly trend after the Bulls missed 10 in a row. Pinzon goes back-to-back. Now to Mononga on the baseline over Frierson. What a nice-looking shot. Now the Bulls can't miss. Three straight jump shots after missing 10 straight. Mononga to the cutter. Guerrero over Frierson. No good. Rebound Mononga up and in. Betty Mononga should have gotten an assist. He'll get two points instead. And, oh, by the way, eight rebounds the Bulls have a 7-3 advantage on the offensive glass, and they have a 9-0 run. It's 19-17. Shoots, tries a three, and makes it. Jamire shoots, gives Memphis back the lead at 20-19, ending the 9-0 run. Pins on over to Harvey. They're just going to leave her alone and short. Yeah, you could see it the whole time. Sydney is now 0-5 on threes. Jumping out on shoots with Guerrero, and Leverett's going to help out, and she pulls up. She is on fire right now. She has 12 points already. Jamira Schutz is already above her average. Now Patience Williams back out there for the Bulls, and that's a nice-looking drive and a bat bucket. Up five with the ball are the Tigers. 90 seconds to go in the first half. This is a pretty important juncture right here. Three of your top players on the bench, and Harvey being the fourth who just couldn't hit a shot tonight. 0-5 on threes. 13 on the shot clock. They're going to run some clock here. Now Griggs wants to drive on Wilson, hands it to Williams. Foul line jumper. If that's going down, we're in trouble. Shea Leverett pulls the rebound. Not, not in trouble, but that would have been a bad sign. 1-11 to go, first half. 
pretty key sequence, as I said. Let's see if the Bulls can get a better shot. Williams gets it in the hands of Pinzon against this man-to-man -man defense. Shea Leverett pops out for a screen. There's a three. Good! Elisa Pinzon is the one tonight. She has made two threes. She's on eight points, and the Bulls are within two. Stovall with Lazic playing good defense. Pinzon gets her hands in the way. She's going to break away for a layup to tie the score. So a quick Pinzon-fueled run makes it 27-27. to 27. She has been tremendous in this half. That was kind of needed. It did not have a good vibe to it. The Bulls had a very different lineup as both Manunga and Chinecki were on two fouls and Fankamangiadu was ineffective. So at one point, you had basically Jose Fernandez searching for somebody who could score, and it turned out to be the one person who basically didn't leave the court. Elisa pins on. Second half begins, and after an 0 for 5 first half, they went right to Sidney Harvey. Bulls wearing their gold jerseys, the Los Torres outfits right off the jump, right to Sydney Harvey, and she drains a three. What a reaction. Harvey with all the confidence you'd want, and the Bulls fans behind us all raise their arms. That just took less than 10 seconds. Oh, another great screen. Harvey has more time to set her feet, knocks it down. Sydney Harvey with back-to-back -back threes, and the Bulls lead at 33-29. 10 on the shot clock, hands it off to Chinecki, who's yet to get going. She looks to drive around. Shakes Jefferson and puts it up and in over her. Screaming on the Bulls' side. Three great shots. Jose Fernandez has to tell them to calm down. But the good news is they are matching Memphis's spirit and intensity. And, of course, it helps when you're making your shots. That'll lift your spirits. Biggest lead of the day for the Bulls. Sydney making those threes and Chinecki making Memphis defender Monty Jefferson lose her footing really had the Bulls in a good spot. They were ahead 37-31. Here is the pivotal sequence that I thought was going to be the fate of the Bulls in the wrong direction. Check this out. They want to get it in the hand of shoots. Harvey doesn't get help on the screen. Old Dulce affects her shot. It's off the mark and gets the rebound. Pinson sees Chinecki up ahead. There's the catch. There's the dribble. That's good defense by Jefferson, though. And she can't finish the back basket. Jose Fernandez thought that Jefferson forced her out. That would have been the third foul. Now she's going to lose the ball. It's on the deck. Harvey almost gets it. Oh, no, an open three for Griggs. Yep, you can see that going down. Bulls almost had a steal, and Griggs ends up getting a wide-open three out of it. She hit three here yesterday and scoring nine points. That's how she gets her buckets, in other words. Now, Jose Fernandez gets a technical foul. Well, what a turn of events. Would have made it 39-31. Instead, on the other end, Griggs hits a three, and now she is going to the free throw line where she has not missed this year. 16 for 16, make it 17 for 17. This is a tough turn of events. She makes them both. Now to Griggs. Oh, it's going up. That had a good look to it as well. Knocks it down. Madison Griggs, a personal 8-0 run. 6-0-8 to go, and man, has this game changed. Stovall with it. Wants to drive. Betty pops out on her. Lynetta Williams is open. They'll let her open from distance. Eight on the shot clock. She's going to put up a long two. Oh, no. Yeah, if those shots are going down, this could be Memphis's day. Chinecki puts up a long two. That looks off, and it is. Two Bulls have a chance at the ball. Dulcie's got to score here, and she loses the ball. And now a wide-open three for Memphis is good. And the Bulls are down six. Can't leave players wide open, even if they're not among their leading scorers. Ty Jones, just 9 of 26 on threes. 43-37 with 2.35 to go. Jose Fernandez is... Looking for answers right now. Obviously, the Bulls were in a little bit of a spot. 
Well, we featured how Pinzon got things going in the second quarter. Something clicked in Elena Chinecki, and man, we are glad it did. Up to this point in the game, with two minutes to go in the third quarter, she had made two shots. She made three straight. Again, no shoot, so it's Griggs you got to watch out for, and it's going up from three, catch and shoot, no good. Elena Chinecki gets the rebound. Boy, that was a quick release. That reminds me of Anya Jay from Houston, except more confident. Chinecki drives in. Oh, that's great. Speaking of confident, takes it to the rack against Ty Jones, and it's a two-point game. So Chinecki, it has been a bad night, but that is a good sign. Corner Davis puts up a wild shot at Banks in. Are you kidding? Stares at the bench. She has improved her shooting, but that's lucky. Absolutely lucky. 45-41. to 41. I mean, that was a heave in all sense of the word. That's not a heave. That's a drive to the hoop by Chinecki. She's wanting it. And that's a good sign, as I said. 45-43 Memphis. 50 seconds to go. Jones runs over Sydney Harvey. Great job, Sydney Harvey. Chinecki wants to drive. Oh, Pinzon was open for a three. Chinecki with five, needs to drive in. A Euro step and score. Elena Chinecki, a big finish to the third quarter, and we are tied. Bulls scored five to end the first half, and they turn it on after a long drought with three makes in a row, all by Elena Chinecki, and we are tied going to the fourth quarter. And it was an interesting fourth quarter as Chinecki kept it going, but there was a long drought in between. She would score the first two Bulls baskets, so five straight for USF, but there was about a five-minute gap between hoops. Fortunately, that gap featured no Memphis points. Here's how the fourth quarter went up to the last two minutes. It was all good. And a lot of Shea Levert, by the way. In this quarter, it was the same four players in essence for the Bulls. Pinzon, who played the whole game, Manunga, and Harvey, and then the swap-off at the fifth position between Shea Levert, who was phenomenal, Dulce Fankamangiadu only came in in the final two minutes in an offense-for-defense situation because of Shea Levert's poor free-throw shooting. But you'll hear a lot of her in these clips, helping to keep Memphis off the board and helping the Bulls to eventually put it away. Try and go there with Davis. That's a nice spin move. And Levert blocks her shot. Memphis wanted a foul, but now the Bulls run the other way. There's Pinzon. Chinecki, Euro step up and in. Boy, she has really turned it on. Four straight makes for Elena. And the Bulls have a lead, 47 to 45. She was two for her first seven, but that is a distant memory. Harvey with a good defense. Now Levert on Davis, strong move, and another block shot. Boy, they are gonna keep going into Davis, and they think that the Bulls are getting away with fouls, but Shea Levert's defense has been outstanding. Oh, that's a good move. Another block by Shea Levert. Even Memphis is not complaining on that one. Three straight blocks, I wanna say, for Shea. Chinecki pins on in the corner for three. Oh, it just rims up, but L in one motion puts it up and rims it out. She had time to gather herself, so another chance at expanding the lead by the Bulls goes awry. Oh, man, that looked like a good three by Pinzon just in and out. Running that weave, Manunga pushes her out. Six on the shot clock between her legs. That's a tough-looking drive. No good, but there's a rebound. And Frierson misses the shot. So Memphis is missing some chippies. Both teams are missing. Can someone settle it down? I wouldn't be surprised if Jose calls a timeout. There's only been one made basket in this quarter, and it was by Chinecki. 6.50 left in it. Memphis has missed seven shots in a row. Ten on the shot clock, Chinecki. Tries to stay in the way of Griggs. She wants to pull, but forces on a dribble. It's a tough-looking shot. No good. Manunga cannot grab the rebound. Davis has it rim out. Boy, the Bulls just caught a break there. Now the Bulls want to run. Pins on. Chinecki drives to the basket. Underneath and lays it in. Boy, two close misses on one end, and the Bulls take a four-point lead on the other. 49-45. to 45. 
Memphis has missed nine shots in a row, and Davis had a for sure put back to tie the game rim out there, pitching a shutout in the fourth quarter. Four to nothing with four and a half minutes to go. Chinecki all for the points, and as I say it, Jemire shoots, comes off the timeout, and hits a long two. Fortunately, that was a long two, so so much for the shutout. Mananga at the elbow, much shorter player on her, gets it up and over her. Yeah, Stovall tried to fall down. That was her only defense right there. And Mononga, who has been quiet this half, makes it 51 to 47. Jefferson with the ball. She gets headed off, and that's going to be a travel. Again, Shea Leverett forces, with her outstanding defense, a turnover. Four blocks for Shea, 51-48. Pinzon gets it across. So it's Pinzon, Harvey, Chinecki, Mononga, and Shea Leverett, who has been invaluable defensively in this half. Harvey has it in her hands, but Stovall and her can't get free for a shot. Here my court microphone picking up the bouncing of the ball right in front of me. Pinzon to Mononga. Pinzon wants it back. Seven on the shot clock. Needs a screen. Gets it. Tough three and she's fouled. She will go to the line. Crowd's chanting air ball down there but doesn't understand when you foul someone trying a three and it's an air ball. Kind of irrelevant. First free throw by Pinzon is not an air ball. It's a swish. But now the Bulls are back up six. 2.40 to go. Shoots gets double team, hands it off to Griggs, can't get loose. Chinecki, good defense, town the shot clock. They want to feed it inside to Frierson. That's a nice cut and a nice find to Williams, but Leverett backs her away from the basket, and she misses the shot. More great defense by Shea Leverett. Now 10 on the shot clock. Manunga has it at the three-point line. Tries to find Harvey in the corner. They're ready for her. Oh, Pinzon's wide open. This could be it, folks, for three. Yeah! Elisa Pinzon from Sydney Harvey, and the biggest lead of the day draws a timeout by the Tigers. 57 to 48. Pinzon's first made bucket of the quarter of the half follows her making three at the free throw line. And it's looking good right now in Fort Worth, Texas. Chinecki finished things off with a six for six performance at the free throw line. In fact, the Bulls were nine for nine at the line in the fourth quarter, 13 for 13 in the second half, and they win it 63-53. They out-rebound Memphis which was averaging a plus five on its opponents in that category. Offensive rebounds and second chance points were everything. You heard Memphis miss some easy shots there on putbacks. They had nine offensive rebounds, but just two second chance points. And that was that heave shot by Elena Davis. The Bulls had 13 offensive rebounds and 15 second chance points. So that was enormous. Betty Menunga, double-double, 10 and 13. Chinecki finished with 22 and six boards herself. Pins on 16 points, seven rebounds, six assists, just one turnover. Played the entire game. Harvey, three for 10, but those two key shots to get things going in the second half scored 10 points herself. The Bulls only got three points off the bench. Shea did not attempt a shot, but you heard the impact she had on the game. So the absence of Maria Alvarez definitely was felt. Ariel Wilson came off the bench, tried a couple shots in six minutes, but didn't get it going. So the former Memphis Tigers combined were one for nine for two points, but the non-former Memphis Tigers led the way. Tonight, it's the Houston Cougars. We'll tell you a little bit about them. And remember, at the end of the hour around the American, we'll do everything when it comes to the other side of the bracket, which is UCF and SMU. We'll be on the air at 7 o'clock tonight for the semifinals. Also a note, the Brian Gregory show, the pre-conference version, was recorded last night when Jim Lighthall and Brian Gregory arrived. And we'll have that for you plenty here on Wednesday. In fact, we're going to put it on Bulls Unlimited, too, because we're going to keep Unlimited, you know, setting you up for women's basketball. We'll also throw in some classic football because Thursday 
our usual classic 2007 football games, probably going to have to be pushed aside due to some basketball. We anticipate two games. Of course, the Bulls have to win tonight for that. Coming up next, yesterday's golf, including, yes, an individual championship for the Bulls. Baseball recap as well. Stay tuned.